Welcome to Fireside Nets with Spen and Nick, brought to you by Empire Sports Media. We are your hosts, Spen and Nick, and just another week in the Kevin Durant trade sweepstakes. But before we get into that, how's it going, little brother? How are you? It's good. I can't get this. Do you see this weird glare on my screen? You do have a glare. I can it's see kinda, it. It's kind of cinematic. It's a little cinematic. You are uh, you're a movie guy. Uh, Thank you for sending that article over. My brother was a producer on a documentary uh, that was recently filmed. What was it called? It's called The Jewish Jail Lady and the Holy Thief. It was recently released. It wasn't recently filmed. Well, recently filmed in the last few years. It premiered at the Chinese Theater in L.A. to a sold-out crowd, uh, and it's won about 20 festival awards around the world, so it's, uh, it's been cool to see. Very awesome trailer. Check it out on YouTube and watch the whole thing um on vimeo both are on vimeo not youtube but thank you vimeo um yeah so good stuff for nick good stuff for me works good life's good dog's good marriage is good i've been seeing the parents a lot they say they hate you they say i'm the favorite son uh do you believe that that you're the favorite son or me me yeah well you're the son that like needs more love like i'm pretty good on my own but like if you don't get love like you'll probably like melt like a little like hippopotamus or something that's true i do get upset when i don't get enough love which is very often yeah, it's like when andy sandberg says to jeff ross in the uh, james franco roast you melting hippo speaking of not getting enough love let's get into this kevin durant for jalen brown trade michigas Whoa, Derek White's included in there. He is included in there. Uh, So is Marcus Smart. Basically, you know, news breaks this morning. I woke up, I saw it. Adrian Wojnarowski drops a bomb early on in in the morning. Bow, 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 bow. That was a bomb noise. Yeah, I got you. Um, Yeah, that that the Celtics uh, engaged with the Nets in trade talks that centered around, you know, Jalen Brown as – the returning piece alongside Derek White and um, I guess uh, one or two first-round picks. No, one first-round pick. That trade, and then it came out a few hours later by, by Sham Sharania, that was the trade that the Celtics made to the Nets, which was rejected by the Nets. So the Nets could have had Jalen Brown, Derek White, and a first based off of Sham's report. Nets said no. Nets then countered with Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Derek White, another role player, one or two first-round picks, and the Nets would give them Kevin Durant. Um, So, you know, that was the news early on. Celtics fans were going crazy. We're going to get into the reaction from Celtics fans in a second if it's justified or not. Um, But then, of course, a few hours later, the, the superstar of the NBA basketball media world, Brian Windhorst, basically dunks on both of them on Shams and Woj. And he says, well, these talks happened like weeks ago, but nothing's active right now. It's just getting leaked now that these talks happened. Uh, And it was leaked by Adrian Wojnarowski, who is the mouthpiece for, as every Nets fan knows, Woj leak. (laughs) Sean Marks is um, 
is, you know, and, and Woj, they basically, they're buddies. They get dinner together virtually. And uh, Marks tells, tells Woj everything that, that's happening in the Nets, Nets world. So when Agent Wojnowski reports something that's Brooklyn Nets-based, you better believe Sean Marks told him. So uh, a leaky wiener. I'll start with the trade itself. I mean, if we're going to trade Kevin Durant and he has not rescinded his, his trade request, so he's still on the market. Um, would you want to see Jalen Brown in a Nets uniform? And do you think that we were wrong to say no to that first trade offer? No, that first trade offer was ridiculous. Wasn't it like Derek White, Jalen Brown, and a bunch of picks and the Celtics might not even get great picks because they're a pretty great team. And they've already uh, uh, used a lot of their better picks in the past over the past few years. So, like, I didn't like it. Do I think the Nets always counter with, like, the most absurd chicken trade that no one's going to do? It's, like, it's so stupid. It's, like, two friends who are too afraid to budge and no one will ever compromise, right? It's, like, me and my roommate one time were trying to bet on the Lakers winning the championship. And I was, like, there's no way they win. And he's, like, all right, well, I'll give you, like, one to 50 odds they, uh, they, they don't win. And I was, like no, I'll give you like one to five odds because it's still like a rough chance. He's like, well, if you really believe they're not going to win, right? So it's like one of those conversations. It's like, okay, how bad do the Celtics want Kevin Durant? Not bad enough to trade their entire team, which was an Eastern Conference finalist team, right? So it's kind of ridiculous. Again, I think it's all just like dramatic. I don't think the Nets want to give up Durant unless they literally are guaranteed to get a championship contender. They don't really care about the future right now. The Nets have never really cared about the future. So unless you're giving them like three top three picks in the next two years from the worst teams, they're not going to get these average picks. I love Jalen Brown. I'm down for Jalen Brown. I can give two badge squirts about Derek White, but I do like Marcus Smart. He's one of those guys too. Yes. He's one of those guys. You hate him when he's not on your team. You love him when he's on your team. Um, and it's just ironic to me that I only hear how much people hate Durant for in Boston. Obviously, he's hated around like Golden State doesn't fuck with him that much anymore since he left, although they're happy about the two ships. But people in Boston, all I hear is Boston fans laughing at Nets fans about Kevin Durant. So it's just funny to me, the, the irony that they might get Kevin Durant and have to live with that drama, that controversy, the, the reputation that surrounds him. Again, I don't think either team will take these trades. If you were going to tell me we could come to a compromise, I would do Kevin Durant for Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Derek White, and some valuable picks if that's possible. Uh, Besides that, like I've been saying the past few weeks, we can't trade away a superstar for a worse superstar or nothing else. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, The first thing I'll say is that Jalen Brown is the most attractive name I've seen in trade talks since, since they began. Um, and I would rather well, Jalen Jay, uh, Brown than Jason Tatum personally. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So, you know, you talked about KD and the drama that he brings, whatever you want to call it. A lot of people don't like to talk about how, you know, before the Celtics went on their run to end the season, Celtics had some drama inside that locker room for a little bit. You had Marcus Smart calling out guys, um, you know, midseason. There were the, the media was, was basically saying Jalen and Jason can't win together. And guess what? If you're thinking of trading Jalen Brown for a what you deem as a better entity, you're basically buying into that, that they can't win together. So this is tough on a lot of levels. I, I think that Celtics fans worship Jalen Brown. Like you ask any of our friends from Massachusetts, they like him more than Jason Tatum. They acknowledge that Tatum might be the better player, but what Brown did 
in the playoffs all the way to the finals. And, and Tatum was great in the playoffs, but he kind of, uh, you know, his flame dimmered out in the finals. Is that proper English? Is dimmered out a word? Yeah. Sure. Okay, we'll go with it. It's not. Um, it would just be dim. <laughs> he dimmed the lights. Yeah, the lights got dimmer as as the you know the finals went on. He played worse basketball. Um, Jalen Brown was their MVP throughout the playoffs. So you're you're saying the best player on a f- uh, Eastern Conference champion and a Finals r- runner up, he would have been the MVP if they won that Finals. He's not. You know why is his name even being brought up in trade talks? Is my point. So Jalen Brown tweeted today, SMH which is hilarious because there's so many different context, you know, options here. Um, obviously the, the initial instinct is that, okay, SMH, he's pissed. The Celtics have his name in trade talks. I thought they liked him, but then all the Celtics fans are saying, nah, he's just saying SMH because the media is playing this up and he knows that Boston loves him and whatever, but yada, yada, whoever you want to ask, he tweeted it. It was tweeted. So, you know, if, if you're the Celtics, now that this information is leaked, probably by Sean Marks, do you have any more of an inclination to now make this move because you've already put Jalen Brown's name in trade talks? I mean, as we all know, SMH stands for stroke my hammer cock. So I think uh, – sorry, that's, that was too much. <laughs> that's way too much. <laughs> I thought I was being controversial with the light dimmered. I about hammer cocks on this podcast. I think – uh, Jalen Brown just wants to acknowledge that he knows what's going on. Nobody wants to hear their name in trade talks without being in a loop. Celtics are a professional organization. I would imagine that Jalen Brown knows they're not getting rid of Jason Tatum. He's probably the only one they would never trade uh, unless, I mean, they literally got the moon and the stars and the suns in for in the transaction. And the um, Hammercocks. <laughs> So, uh, no, this isn't a, a surprise that he tweeted that. And I don't think it's super controversial. Listen, this is a league. This is a business. Um, Celtics are trying to win a ship. We're trying to win a ship. Obviously, what does that mean, by the way, when you say this is a business? You just say it like it's a thing people say. Can you explain what that means? No, it means there's no loyalty and there's no love in this league like there used to be. Tell me right now. I have one. So the league didn't used to be a business. No, it didn't. No, it okay. used to be, okay, it got used it. To be a, 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 a community. But let me, I'm thinking of one player right now, point guard in the West, that has never left his city, and he loves his city. He said it wouldn't feel right to win anywhere else. Jamie Lillard. He, he re-signed this year. He said it wouldn't feel right to live anywhere else than Portland, So uh, to play anywhere else except for Portland. So when I say it's a business, I mean Jalen Brown is a smart dude. He went to Cal. He knows. He understands. He might be on the trading block. Neither team won a championship last year. Both teams fell short. Nets obviously had much higher expectations. But the Celtics, were the when they were going through the playoffs, they were the favorite. As time went on, everyone was pretty sure the Celtics were going to win the ship until the Warriors kind of sparked back, uh, sparked up and, and were nonstop after a certain amount of time. So it makes sense that the Celtics try to spice something up. They also like had to play near perfect before they lost. They were playing like, what, what was it? Uh, Grant Williams was shooting like 60% well, from three. So these I, I, things aren't going to happen again next season without them making moves. That's my point. I, I also think that you know, Daniel Tice Brown- sucks. If you think Daniel Tice is good, you suck. Jalen Brown wasn't the issue. And I think that's what's frustrating for Celtics fans is they look at this and they're like, look, can we use a real point guard on this team? Maybe because you have like three or four scoring guards now. You have Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, nice pickup, but he's a scoring point guard first. You have Marcus Smart. 
who can pass a little bit. Yeah, he's he's not a terrible pass guy, but he's also not a true point guard. They and then Gallinari Derek White. Too, right? Yeah, I got Gallinari as well. So I don't know. And and again, according to Brian Windhorst, these these trade talks kind of um stopped, you know, activity stopped a few weeks ago. What is weird is there were two reports by Woj. Like the initial report this morning was like the Nets don't want to trade KD, but if they have to, obviously they're going to listen to offers. And then at like 4 or 5 p.m. when I think he was on NBA Today, he basically said, don't get it twisted. The Nets do want to trade KD. So he said two different things, completely conflicting. Um, you know, the one thing I'll say is what's super annoying, and I know this has been brought up a million times on Nets Twitter, but I think it's worth, worth saying on this podcast, if Kevin Durant decided to come back. Nets have a really good squad. They're like a backup center away and, and maybe a backup point guard away from being like a top three team in the East. I mean, you look at their roster right now, it's Ben Simmons, or their starting five would be Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Joe Harris, and Nick Claxton. It's a pretty darn good starting five. You'd with Seth Joe coming Harris. off the bench. I would say Seth Curry starting over Joe if Seth Curry I, I would agree with you, but if I, I don't want to get uh, burned at, at the stake on Nets Twitter because they love Joe Harris. I mean, I love, I love Joe Harris more than Seth Curry. Right. But I, it's Seth Curry. It's kind of yeah. like a, he's, just a, he's just a more a higher market. Regardless, market one of those guys comes off the bench with Patty Mills who re-signed. You have Cam Thomas coming into his second year. You have Dayron Sharp who will obviously see you know, some time in his second year. Uh, Kessler Edwards. And, and you get like one or two more players. A guy like DeMarcus Cousins who, who's, who's out there. Um, I think – well, I think Markeith Morris is, is signing with uh, with the Sixers, but there are a few other guys out there who you can who you can possibly snag. Uh, a few backup point guards. A guy's name that's been floating around is a return to the Brooklyn Nets, Mike James. What do you think about a Mike James return, Nick? I think no. Why would we? I like Mike James. He shot like thirty seven percent from the field. Yeah, I just, just got don't some want stick. this mentality. <laughs> Of, I don't want to be an organization like the Lakers, and we kind of do this a lot a lot of the past few years, where we front load so much on the stars and then the uh, secondary unit that like our eight, nine, ten guys become like the scrap of the scrap. Like we're scraping the barrel, getting like Jackie Moon as our eighth guy. We're paying him seven bucks a game, and he's hucking up threes like Mike James. Like again, Mike James had a good attitude. He was a hustler. He was really trying to contribute to this team he was just playing on a level below the rest of the team and arguably the rest of the league your starting power forward your owner your coach your pop singing sensation jackie Boo! how was that that was pretty good it's pretty good um major point here is if kevin durant came back nets are still a contender you make a move or two, you know, if you're Sean Marks, but that's the frustrating thing. Like no matter what this return is for Kevin Durant, it just totally muffs up the team. Right. Because I like I like Jalen Brown a lot. I like him more than Tatum. I think he'd be an awesome player on the Brooklyn Nets, but like, how is he going to mesh with the rest of the team? How are him and Simmons going to mesh? You know, how, how would him and Kyrie play together after all these years? I know they're kind of friendly, so that's probably not a good point, but Regardless of whatever you do, if you're the Brooklyn Nets, chemistry is just going to be so shaken, and it sucks not knowing what they're going to do. 
Um, and the fact that they're so adamant on trading Kevin Durant, not trying to re- reconcile with him. And by the way, he has not been silent on Twitter. I, I mean, he's he's been tweeting about his, uh, you know, the, his, uh, this upcoming documentary, NYC Point Gods on Showtime. I don't want to give them any promotion until I know he's with the Nets. Um, you know, he's still been active on Twitter, as he should be. But it's just so awkward. Like, there's a glare. He's got 20 million followers. And the glaring elephant in the room is you do not want to play for the team that currently employs you. Whoa, bro. Don't call Brian Windhorst an elephant. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> not cool. Uh, Whoa, bomb. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's where we're at. Uh, we can move on real quick. Talk about Kyrie Irving. Uh, the report is that whether or not Kevin Durant is traded, Kyrie Irving will, is going to honor his contract and play with the Nets. He's, he, you know, he's going he's gonna to be here uh, next year as long as he's not traded. And the report is the Nets will not trade Kyrie for now unless Kevin Durant's traded and they change their mind, which is a fancy way of saying we're easily going to trade Kyrie right after we trade KD. So I heard they're going to trade Kyrie for KD and do like an internal Nets deal where they both end up staying with the Nets. I thought they were going to do like a Freaky Friday situation where Kyrie <laughs> goes in KD's body. That would be really cool. I'd be down for that. Oh man. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at as Nets fans. We're just, we're just waiting for these things to happen. Um, I mean, not a lot else. Summer league was kind of fun, but we all kind of, you know, knew Cam Thomas was going to dominate. I think he's going to be a really solid player for Brooklyn this, this season, um, regardless who's on the team, he's going to be a huge scorer off the bench. And I think, if KD's traded, he's going to have a chance to, to make a name for himself because this is going to be a huge Cam Thomas year if you don't have Kevin Durant on this team. Um, Would you rather have Cam Thomas or Cam Payne? Probably Cam Thomas. I don't really think Cam Payne is that good. Dude, Cam Payne's the backup point guard on a championship contending team the last two years. Yeah. Uh, a championship contending team? Sure, yeah. Just letting you know. I like Cam Payne. Lefty point guard, very scrappy. You're a little more high on Cam Thomas than I am. Um, I think he's just just kind of a defensive liability and not a playmaker. Again, a lot of potential, but I, I worry sometimes with Nets development, right? We're still waiting for Cam Thomas to step up. We've been waiting for Claxton to become a legitimate starting uh, center. And when's that going to happen? He's, he, could, he could start right now. But he wouldn't be a great center. He'd be a good center. He'd be a fine center. But you think about around the league, there's many centers you would rather have over Claxton who are starting right now. Agreed. Yeah, Claxton's not the best center. He's not the worst center. But we extended him. He's got some promise. I was watching an old game on NBA TV today. It was uh, Nets magic when Kyrie Irving went for 60. And just watching that, kind of pissed me off because I'm, they were up like 30 the whole game. Kyrie's doing his thing. KD looks pumped as hell. And I remember that game. It was one of the only games Kyrie Irving was able to play this season. So it was in, you know, I think March or April. And they look so happy just torching this young Magic's team. And I'm thinking. I mean, that's what we're holding on to, right? Those moments of Kyrie where you're just like, he's so fucking good at basketball. Why, why give up on that? Why? Um, I also, and this is nothing to do with the Nets, but um, I did watch Kobe's 81-point game uh, last week. Man, that was just like some powerful stuff, speaking of high-scoring games. Um, but not to – I digress. RIP Kobe Bryant, one of the most incredible performances of all time. 
Uh, yes. Games like that is the reason that we are okay holding on to Kyrie despite all of his antics. Watching Kobe TikToks, like I can never scroll past a Kobe TikTok because it's either a ridiculous highlight or it's him just like alphaing other guys. Or just saying like, like an inspirational know? quote. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was obviously the inspirational stuff. I, I get all that, but I'm a psychopath. I like to see just dudes who dominate other dudes. And like you watch Kobe Bryant practice against the Lakers back in the day, he'd literally just be like, "These motherfuckers are Carmen Soft, Charmin Soft, Harmon Soft, Charmin like the toilet paper." I thought the CH was just an H. No, it's not a silent C. Also, you yeah. already know in the last dance where uh, it's Kobe's first all-star game and like MJ yes. and them are talking shit about Kobe in the locker room. Like, dope. man, this Kobe kid keeps shooting, huh? He's like, no matter what. Um, and it's cool because Jordan became a mentor to Kobe. Uh, and and Kobe used to get mad when they'd compare them to because he'd say, there is no Kobe without Michael, so you can't say who's better. Because I can't. And he said, and I quote, everything you see from me came from him. One of my favorite Kobe things was uh, when him and Shaq did that, like um... – I forget what it was on, but they they did sort of an NBA TV thing where they sat down and they talked about everything. And Shaq was like, you know, when I was pissed off at you when you won your fifth ring. And Kobe was like, yeah, I know you were. Like Kobe alphaed Shaq. He alphaed a dude who was like that much more bigger, that much more taller. But Kobe was just that dude. So RIP. Kevin Durant tweeted about Kobe like today. It was something. um, It was a picture of them. I don't want to paraphrase because I think that would do it disjustice. Just just go over there, uh, check it out. Um, I'll pull it up. I got Kevin Durant, he said um, it was an overtime video of uh, the Olympic team shoot from, I think, 2012 with like Chris Paul, Darren Williams, Kobe, and uh, overtime posted it. Kevin Durant wrote, Bean trying to get his stance right is too funny in the picture. I miss my dog every day. So – I can't, you know, hate on Kevin Durant for tech, for tweeting something like that. That's that's you know real emotional stuff. I can hate on him, however, for tweeting NYC point guards this Friday on Showtime. The tweet before that. Yeah, you can hate you can hate on anything you want these days. Anyway, that's just gonna about do, uh, do it for this week. Uh, shorter episode, you know, focused on KD, Kyrie, the obvious things. Uh, didn't talk much about Ben Simmons. I don't think we really had to. Uh, Nothing to report on that guy until I see him in training camp in a few weeks. But we will keep you updated on all the latest trade rumors surrounding the Brooklyn Nets. This is Fireside Nets with Spen and Nick, brought to you by Empire Sports Media. Any Any final words for the listeners, Nick? Yeah, I just want to apologize for some of the profanity in this episode. This one went a little bit off the rails. Uh, We'll we'll reel it in. Uh, come next week or not you kind of just got to uh, stay tuned to see what happens and you know what i just remembered i gotta go to ace hardware this weekend and pick up some hammers so i will let you know how that goes uh with the hammers and uh thank you guys for listening to another edition of fireside nets with spen and nick brought to you by empire sports media have a good one